The Fantasy Focus Football Podcast is presented by GEICO. Whether you rent or own, GEICO makes it easy to bundle home and auto insurance. Go to GEICO.com today. All right, we have a first in the Fantasy Focus history, at least that I can hear. Phil Gates, Matthew Berry, with an emergency podcast to end all emergency podcasts. Matthew, what what has happened today? <laughs> what happened to our quiet Saturday to ease into the NFL regular season? I wish I could say I was surprised, but I'm not surprised. Literally, like, and I'm not the only one that had this thought, right? We saw all this drama, and before they, they had that momentary makeup, like, I literally tweeted something, in fact, I think, like, you know, Schefter had said something about, like, oh, you know, Antonio Brown's not at the team or something like that, and I literally just said, like, he's going to sign with the Patriots, isn't he? That was two days ago. Oh, no. And so... It's crazy. And, it's crazy, and, like, and Bill Barnwell, our colleague Bill Barnwell, tweeted back at me and says, I thought it, but was afraid to say it out loud. And, well, sorry, Bill, but just so you know, it's reality. So Antonio Brown, number 84, is now a member of the Patriots. Let's let's back up here. And a day ago, Fields, it seemed like everything was okay between the Raiders and the, pa- and, uh, the, the Raiders and Antonio Brown for a second. Right. We did a podcast on Friday morning, and this is being recorded at 545 on Saturday afternoon. I kind of buried the lead there, but most people understand why we're doing this. Antonio Brown did yeah. agree to a one-year deal with the Patriots. But on Friday morning, Matt, here's just a timeline. We were doing our game preview podcast, and at that point, Antonio Brown and the Raiders, they cleared the air. Or actually, at that point, Matthew, at that point, they were still planning on him being suspended. I don't even know. But here's the trajectory. At one point, he was was Right. He was supposed to be suspended. When we recorded Friday morning, we were like, look, we're you know, when we talked up Tyrell Williams a little bit, then a little bit Friday afternoon, he stood in front of the team, with the team captains and had an emotional, um, you know, had, had an, uh, an emotional speech apparently. Um, his YouTube video came out and John Gruden said he thought it was funny. So it just seemed like, you know, okay. And he's playing Monday night. Like the, there was an announcement. Schefter tweeted it. Um, the Raiders are planning. Uh, John Gruden says Antonio Brown will play Monday night. And so we're like, Oh, okay. Here we go. We're back where we sort of thought we were going to be. And then field all hell breaks loose. All hell breaks loose. Antonio Brown was disappointed because after he was, uh, the team decided to void the guarantees in his contract. And that is something that NFL teams have the right to do if a player is suspended or punished for conduct detrimental to the team. So basically, Antonio Brown lost the security that he had over the next two years with the Raiders. Well, he gets very fired up about this. And I suppose I understand why players would be disappointed. If they did not lose the $30 million, but it no longer was a guarantee no matter what happened. He begs the Raiders on Instagram Saturday morning to release him. Like two hours later, the Raiders say, okay, good luck. Perhaps more likely, good riddance. Within hours, Matthew, Antonio Brown has signed with the Patriots a one-year deal that Adam Schefter reports is worth up to $15 million. Now, before anybody asks, if they're catching us on Saturday night, Antonio Brown cannot play on Sunday, and how, what kind of theater would that have been if Antonio Brown <laughs> was playing against the, his old team, the Steelers, who, of course, the Patriots right. begin their season with on Sunday night. So Antonio Brown, here's what we know. He's going to be a Patriot. The, the deal will not become official until uh, – officially processed, I should say, until 4 p.m. on Monday, but he'll be a Patriot by Monday at some point uh, and probably will you know, be out in New England, I'm sure, I'm sure sooner than that. He's going to be a Patriot. It's for one year. And Matthew, this is, I mean, the Patriots at one point this offseason had huge question marks around in the receiver group. Now it's Antonio Brown. 
It's Julian Edelman, the Super Bowl MVP last year. It's Josh Gordon, who at one point finished second in the uh, first in the NFL in receiving yards despite missing two games. Demarius Thomas, Nikhil Harry will eventually be back. Their first round pick. All of a sudden, a massive question mark has become what looks like, I mean, potentially, potentially the best receiving group in the NFL. It's unbelievable. Somehow, some way, the Patriots always seem to manage to get there. It's it's really incredible. Um, and it's got to be frustrating to the other 31 teams in the NFL. So a bunch of things here. So, you know, I, I just tweeted out the comparison here. Um, let's talk about Antonio Brown first and then make our way through the rest of the team. But sure. I just tweeted out, like, I just tweeted out, you know, Randy Moss had about like something like 74 touchdowns, the exact number, but something like 73 touchdowns, I think, in his previous seven seasons before coming to New England. And then obviously had you know, I believe it, what is still the greatest fantasy season of all time by a wide receiver. Uh, yep. Antonio Brown has 72 touchdowns in his previous seven seasons, previous seven seasons. So, uh, I mean, it's, I mean, the parallels there are, are sort of obvious, right? I mean, you know, talented, but, uh, sometimes troubled wide receiver going to the Patriots. Now, Tom Brady's obviously, you know, I don't know, 10 years older than, uh, when he had Randy Moss, but still, we know Antonio Brown's you know, Hold on. You know how dogs, like every human year counts as seven years for dogs? Right. Tom Brady is the opposite. Every Correct. seven years counts as one Tom Brady year. So he's at, he's actually only aged 1.25 years since he last played with Randy Moss. Yeah, I mean, look, it, Antonio Brown, the question with Antonio Brown has never been talent. You know, and, and when we were talking, like I was talking down two things I was doing in the preseason, which I I immediately recede right now. Uh, or rescind, I should say. On my preseason love-hate list, which was written in early August, both Tom Brady and Antonio Brown were on the hate list. Tom Brady was on the hate list because, at that time, no Josh Gordon, no Antonio Brown. It was a run-heavy offense. It was the fifth, you know, the fifth, uh, and a top five team in the NFL last year in rush percentage, top ten team in the NFL last year in red zone rush percentage. They run when they get in close. Um, you know, they were a run heavy team. They were a run heavy team throughout the playoffs. Obviously they won the Super Bowl. Why would they go away from that? So I was down on Tom Brady going into the preseason and I was down on Antonio Brown because I said, you know what? Going from Ben Roethlisberger to Derek Carr is a massive downgrade. Okay. Well, you can't say that anymore. I mean, going from Ben Roethlisberger to Tom Brady is, you know, some would argue is an upgrade for Antonio Brown and it's certainly at worst, uh, an even swap. And so, um, given the other uh, position players that you have to deal with with New England, Antonio Brown, like once he learns the playbook and once he gets on the same page with Tom Brady, should absolutely have a monster season. So let's go through it one by one, Matthew, probably because that makes the most sense. And by the way, I think I should have said this off the top. You and I are not in the same place right now, but this 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 news was so significant that we decided to be men of the people here. Right. We throw out an emergency podcast. We are on an app right now. We hope this works technologically. We think it will. But we are trying to go the extra effort in the same way that our listeners go the extra, extra effort the every single day. So field, I'm sure you you're want, in, I'm sure, I'm sure you're on Nantucket or something with Chapin, like at a, at a brewery. I have 20 people over here, including a crying two year old. And one of my seven year olds has lost it because we're doing our annual friends and family draft. So I literally have like 20 people at my house and they're all downstairs and, you know, drinking and listening to music. And I'm up in my bedroom, uh, on the phone to you talking Antonio Brown to the Patriots. Cause yes, it is. Certainly, if ever there was a subject for an emergency podcast, it's this one. 
this is certainly it. So let's go through the players that I think are are tangentially or directly involved with this, this Antonio Brown news. And you sort of started to get us down that track there, Matthew. But let's start, obviously, with Antonio Brown himself. Now, most people, like 99.99% of people, have already conducted their drafts. And Antonio Brown, as we said, cannot play in week one. But for the rest of this season, Matt, starting week two, basically, would you rank Antonio Brown top five wide receiver, top 10 wide receiver, top 20? How many wide receivers would you realistically want more than him starting in week two? Believe it or not, I think I would rank him, um, I would rank him as wide receiver nine. So here's who I would okay. for the rest of the season. And I'll give you my analysis here in a second. Um, I would put, but I would put him in the first tier. So here's my, here would be my tier, right? And this is how I have my ranks. Um, but I don't think there's a lot of separation. I have Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins, Odell Beckham Jr., Michael, um, Julio Jones, Michael Thomas, Juju Smith-Schuster, Tyreek Hill, Mike Evans, and then Antonio Brown. But honestly, I think that is a tier. And previously, I didn't have Evans or Brown in that tier. But um, uh, I am more bullish on Evans as we've gotten th- further through the preseason here. And I'm more bullish on Antonio Brown now, obviously, with this news. So I have him at the end of that tier because, number one, is he's still going to miss one game. Number two is it's going to take a little while. I mean, remember how excited we – and Antonio Brown is a different player than Josh Gordon, obviously. But um, remember, it, it's going to take a while. The Patriots have a way, uh, obviously. And, and so in terms of learning the playbook, in terms of getting on the same page with Tom Brady, like it's going to take a little while. So – and there's still risk involved. Look, we've seen this before with the Patriots, right? Whether – you know, Chad Ochocinco, I mean – Eric Decker, and obviously none of them are Antonio Brown and certainly at the prime that Antonio Brown is. But they have taken chances on big-name players, and then it just hasn't worked out. So you and I both know this field, and you can speak to this better than I can, but, um, you know, Bill Belichick ain't putting up with anything. Like, if he wore it, I mean, like, he is on the thinnest device. Like, Antonio Brown has to be a model citizen here. I I don't think think New England's going to be, like, is going to put up with the stuff that, Pittsburgh did and Oakland tried to for a little while. Yeah, what's interesting is I thought that uh, Antonio Brown, obviously, he, we knew he'd find work. I thought, though, that there is, I thought that maybe something to the effect of like, I thought it'd be heavily incentivized, right? I thought it'd be a deal that would be worth like $10 million, but like maybe $2.5 million guaranteed. The Patriots gave him a $9 million signing bonus, Matthew. So the reason why I bring that up, which is pertinent, is that you're right. Bill Belichick is not putting up with anybody's crap. That just ain't happening, right? But right. the Patriots are $9 million in on Antonio Brown before he's even landed at Logan Airport in Boston, right? So, like, Antonio Brown uh, better stay on the straight and narrow at the same time for the Patriots. Like, if they want to cut bait here, Matthew, because they don't like the way things are going, that's a very difficult decision to make. So, I am. I think anybody who is believing in Antonio Brown, because I feel the same way you do. Like, I was trying to think about, like, where I would cut things off, and I think that's about fair. Like, I could see him being ahead of guys like Mike Evans, who you mentioned at the end of that tier. Yeah. But still, like, I don't have a huge disagreement with that. Again, one of the, one of the big factors being that it's, it's 15 games and it's a new offense uh, for Antonio Brown. Um, but but it's if amazing. we sit here, but, but yeah, it field. If a year from now we're talking about Antonio Brown having one of the best seasons of a wide receiver in fantasy history or ending the year as the number one wide receiver in fantasy, we're not shocked at all because he's got the quarterback and an offensive system that could potentially do that. And we know he's got the talent level to do it. I mean, we've seen it, you know, <laughs> for the last six years. 
So, um, right. where he's Matthew, been a top this? two his fantasy wide receiver. Years. Right. So remember, we were having this conversation a couple of days ago on the show. He entered week 17 last year before he sat out of that game, uh, for the Steelers right. as the number one wide receiver in fantasy. Here were his, like, the last year, the last year they didn't have at least a hundred catches was 2012. Like, right. Zeke Elliott was in high school at that point, right? <laughs> like, that's, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. You and Zeke. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Zeke and I, that's right. Or maybe, maybe, maybe he was a freshman in college, but still the point is well taken, right? Like, he has been that guy for a long time. And as crazy as last year was, and, and I'm not even talking about this offseason. Like, as crazy as last year in Pittsburgh was, as difficult as uh, it was seemingly for the Steelers and for Antonio Brown, he had 15 receiving touchdowns and 1,300 receiving yards. He rolls out of bed and gets 1,000 yards right. uh, per season. So I think the upside, I mean, you know, like last year when Josh Gordon uh, was traded to the Patriots, many of us, you know, including you and I, but many of us in the fantasy community said, like, yeah, there's top 10 upside. Like, but that was sort of, I don't say it was more, it, it was hopeful, right, Matthew? It was like, hey, sure. if, if everything worked out great. Now for Antonio Brown, like, assuming he stays on the straight and narrow, which is a big assumption, but assuming he plays 15 games, you know, I, I, the, the expectation should be at least a top 10 wide receiver. That should be the expectation. Yeah, and you know what's interesting about Antonio Brown is, so when you say straight and narrow, and I think we all want to know what you mean, but just to be clear, like, so with Josh Gordon, with Josh Gordon, there's a whole host of issues, including, including substance abuse that he is, he is battled with. And, and so, you know, there's all issues that have nothing to do with the Patriots in terms of Josh Gordon. With Antonio Brown, yep. it's just, and Daniel, you can bleep this, but whatever. With Antonio Don, Brown, the issue is only, he's a pain in the ass. You know what I mean? Right. It's just like, it, it's just, there's never been any off the field issues beyond the fact that he's just, you know, he's got a reputation of being, you know, a, a bit of a diva, uh, if you will. And so, and I have to believe, I have to believe that Antonio Brown, look, Antonio Brown's also like, you know, he's a businessman, right? Business is booming and all that and everything like that. And, and you never know. Like I've met Antonio Brown literally three times in my life. That's it. Right. And so I, I can't say I know the man. That's well three more than I have. <laughs> well, but I've, yeah. I've literally only met him three times and, in, and all three times were in public settings where I was interviewing him or, you know, it was an event or something like that, you know, and, I certainly don't have any kind of real connection with him. It was all very superficial and nice to meet you and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so, I, so, but I have to believe, I have to believe that number one is like seeing how it all went down in, in, in Oakland and knowing that, you know, he wore out his welcome in, in Pittsburgh. Like you don't sign with the Patriots unless you know what you're, you know what I mean? Like Drew Rosenhaus, who's his agent, you know, who's as, you know, big an agent as there is in the business. Like Drew Rosenhaus isn't putting him in New England and, and Antonio isn't signing to go there unless he knows like, look, it's Belichick. It's Brady. Like it's the Patriot way. Like, you know what I mean? Like I just sort of feel like, um, if ever there was an opportunity or a moment where Antonio Brown says, I got to mind my P's and Q's, it's got to be going to Gillette Stadium and playing with the Patriots. I completely agree, Matthew. And one thing I will say, by the way, how about Drew Rosenhaus in back to back weeks? Two of his most high profile clients. Uh, LaShawn McCoy and Antonio Brown are cut <laughs> Saturday morning. They have jobs by Saturday night. The guy is an absolute right. wizard. With, but, um, with two of the best, I mean, like, with two teams that are likely going to play each other in the AFC Championship game, you know, or, or, right. or certainly so, the odds on favorites. I mean, like, it, he got, he got guys out of Buffalo and Oakland to go to Kansas City and, um, Kansas City and New England. I want Drew Rosenhaus as my agent. Somebody, I know, Drew, me too. If you're listening. We'll love to call Drew up and see if he's interested. So yeah. let me just, uh, so, I don't want to say that Antonio Brown has not previously respected coaches, but let me just say this as someone, um, you know, we've both been around enough players to know 
that um, there's not even a mystique about Bill Belichick. Like it's it's not mystique. It's 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 aura. It's it's whatever you want to call it. It's 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 the old. He's the goat, right? Of Players course. Don't show up to New England and have to buy into Bill's system. They show up to New England and they say this guy is the goat. So if yes. there is a team, if there is any team that Antonio Brown would be. To, you know, and again, maybe maybe we'll be maybe you and I are taking the bait here, Matthew. But if there is a team that Antonio Brown is going to be on the straight and narrow for, we both believe that it's the Patriots. We both believe it's for you know Bill Belichick playing with Tom Brady, right. playing with June Edelman. Like he's going to have to get. He knows. He knows what the deal is, right? Like he knows when yes. he shows up, there is no second chance. And Matthew, how about this? I don't. I don't know how much he's thinking about this, but honestly, if it doesn't work with Antonio Brown. In New England, I bet part of his mindset is, you know something? If I can't make it work here in New England, can I make it work anywhere? Right? Because right. If, if the Patriots can't figure it out, is anybody else going to be like, you know something? Let's take that chance on Antonio Brown. I think if I may be, my thought, my thought process is I better make this work, right? Exactly. And by the way, and like, what better way to go out, you know, to, to play with the, uh, you know, the greatest coach of all time, the greatest quarterback of all time, one year deal. Um, and you mentioned it's $9 million signing bonus, but I'm sure there's some incentives in there. There's a decent chance, we've seen it certainly before, that he gets to place his, face his old team, the Steelers, in the playoffs. He's not going to be able to do it on Sunday. But, uh, you know, there's lots of motivations for Antonio Brown, other than the obvious, to just totally ball out, to uh, nose to the grindstone and completely ball out. Because I will say this, um, talking to other teammates and people that have played with Antonio Brown, no one has ever questioned the man's work ethic. Like they can question sort of some of the antics and the social media and that kind of stuff, but he's a workout beast. It, when it comes to football, you know, we know the talent, but he's, he's a guy that takes the craft of football very, very seriously. And so I think that part of his personality will work very well in New England. And so, um, there is some risk there, which is why I, I put him down at the end of that tier, but there's no question. Uh, his range of outcomes is number one wide receiver in football. It is. Yeah, no, no question, Matt. I mean, I mean again, and I'm, we're not trying to be, it's almost like we're not trying to be disrespectful to, you know, to DeAndre Hopkins or Devontae Adams or Julio Jones or Odell Beckham. But still, this guy is next level. He's playing with a quarterback that, you know, is as incredible as Ben Roethlisberger is, likely a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's playing with yep. the best quarterback he has ever played for in his life. So let's go to the next side of this, which I think is Tom Brady, Matthew, because going into this season, many people, again, us included, drafted Tom Brady. Uh, or didn't draft him, but if they did draft him, it was more like, hey, um, you know, like, let's, like, you know, two quarterback league, we're cool. But otherwise, like, I don't think Tom Brady started this year. Has it 100%. changed in the matter of, yeah. Completely five own it. Hours? Was yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, listen, I'll completely own it here. On my hate list, you know, all the, re you know, no Gronk, no real weapons besides Edelman, doesn't run the ball. You know, he, he doesn't add you anything with his legs the way a lot of quarterbacks a lot of top fantasy quarterbacks do. It's a run-heavy offense. And listen, he's the GOAT. He should be a not only a first ballot Hall of Famer, but a unanimous first ballot Hall of Famer. I can't imagine voting against Tom. Um, but as fantasy goes, like, yes, I mean, I had him, I had him, you know, way down there. I think initially, uh, when August started, I think he was outside my top 20. But now, you know, like, I'm walking that back. Like, Daniel Throat, can you, if you, when you, cause you and I are just recording this, Daniel Throat, a beep, beep. Backup sound effect. You know, I am 
I am walking that back in a big way because yeah, again, I mean, but but no, yeah, I mean, you were, I mean, you are because they now have Antonio Brown, not but, but I'm and not, Josh Gordon, you, no one's, and Josh Gordon, and Josh moved, Gordon, right? Sure, but things once have changed. Josh about Gordon it, got right? reinstated when Josh Gordon reinstated. I moved, I moved Brady up into like the you know um, like fifteen, sixteen range, mid tier QB two, and now I think Brady's probably look. I still have concerns about the run first nature of the offense. But I think Brady's now a viable – I think he's a viable starter in a 12-team league. I got to tell you, though, I Matthew, say. I think it pivots the other way. Like, I'm not so concerned with the run-first offense, right? Like, and here's the reason why, is that – I don't know, man. Like, you've got all these weapons now. Like, why bother running it, right? Like, and I, I, we, by the way, we still like Sonny Michelle, but why bother um, running it so much? Um, exactly. I, think, I just think that, like, they're going to be – they are um, going to be absolutely lethal offensively. Correct. Um, it is. It, it's going. I just think that you know. I mean, just I think about this. Your defensive cheap. field. Think about this. Your defensive coordinator, and you're just okay. You've got Edelman in the slot. You potentially have Antonio Brown and Josh Gordon on the outside. Maybe you've got James White or Sony Michelle. I mean, like, or even both guys. I mean, like, the permutations are endless. Um, man, I'm glad I'm not a defensive coordinator playing the Patriots this year. I'll just say that. Right, right, no question about it. And that begins, obviously, in week two, because they cannot play in week one yes, against the Steelers, um, against uh, the uh, Miami Dolphins, who get to host – how about that? Your <laughs> Miami Dolphins get to – yeah. Uh, that being said, Miami is going to be – Miami, I will say this, they're not going to do much well this year. They're going to actually be pretty good against the pass this season. Um, you know, there's such an irony, by the way, Matthew, is that uh, the last two games that have involved the Steelers in which Antonio Brown's been a part of, he hasn't actually played in them, right? So obviously last year, as a Steeler in Week 17, doesn't play this year uh, against the Patri- or with the Patriots, also does not, does not play against the Steelers. Um, by the so way, where would so you rank we, Brady? Agree- where would you rank? If somebody was doing a draft, where would you rank Brady? Yeah, so I'm going to go back to the uh, quarterback rankings right now, but like my my instinct is inside the top ten. And like, and yeah. here's the issue is I don't want to say that the game has changed, Matthew, entirely because I mean I don't want to make such a sweeping generalization. But don't you think since the the apex of Tom Brady, which obviously was in 2007, and even more recently since then, it's clear like there are so many more adept running quarterbacks, right? Like that's just a fact. Um, like Tom Brady. Like just, I, I know this sounds ridiculous, but uh, someone tweeted this and they did so wisely. Like when Lamar Jackson had that crazy run during preseason that was called back, yep. it was a 19 yard touchdown rush that was called back. Someone was like, yeah, if th- that was a rushing touchdown, it was 7.9 points, right? If it was a fantasy football game that mattered and that, that the touchdown scored, if he threw that pass, it would be worth four points, what, eight points, right? So just like the amount of rushing quarterbacks has risen over the past few years. But I think he would be a top 10 quarterback for me. I'm having a hard time ranking, finding all of our rankings as I'm sort of scrolling through the computer, only because we're on to week one in most ways. But I've got him here. So I've got uh, my rankings pulled up right now for quarterbacks. If I had to go to quarterbacks right now that I would prefer over Tom Brady, I think I would draw the line at Kyler Murray at eight. So Tom Brady would be back at nine for me, just ahead of Russell Wilson. I think that's fair. So my... my yeah, yeah, so behind the obvious candidates, the Mahomes, the Watsons, uh, the Rodgers, Newton, Matt Ryan, Baker, Carson Wentz, yeah. Kyler Murray, uh, then it'd be Tom Brady. Yeah, right. And I agree. Like I would, pre- I prefer him to. I prefer Brady to Drew Brees rest of the season. I prefer him to Russell Wilson rest of the season. Like he's all right there. So again, you and I have yeah. around the same place. I say top twelve, and obviously, you know, he'll be a you know he'll be a very high quarterback against Miami in week two. Um, so we'll talk about that. Let's now go into the pass catchers here, and we've already talked about Agreed. Antonio yep. Brown and Tom Brady. 
What does this do to Josh Gordon? Because I, I heard from a bunch of people that have Josh Gordon on the rosters and, uh, they were cursing when I, you know, when they, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. they're, they're not happy. The people that have Josh Gordon on their teams that felt like they got a bit of a steal this year. Um, now they're not happy. Yeah. So by the way, I don't, I don't want to ignore Julian Edelman, but I think both of us feel pretty confident that he's kind of locked into where he was, right? Like yes. he is a sliding scale wide receiver too, right? Like at best, a high end wide receiver too, at worst, a low end wide receiver too. You agree on that? Yeah. He's, he's, he's always going to play the slot. He's always going to be Brady's first look when he's in trouble. Like, yep. You get Antonio Brown. That's awesome. But you know, Edelman and Edelman's in the circle of trust. He's in the triangle of trust. Edelman's not going anywhere. I think he's. You know, he, he, this, the Antonio Brown signing may have capped his ceiling, but certainly doesn't destroy his floor. I mean, that was the thing with Edelman. Edelman's just such a high yep. floor player. Sure. So, uh, let's move along then because you're smart. I, I agree on the, uh, the sort of the, the focus is now Josh Gordon. Um, it hurts, Matthew. It hurts his value. Uh, I have Josh Gordon as starting wide receiver in the War Room League. And yeah, this changes the outcome here. Um, you know, I think, uh, at the end of the day, the Patriots are going to have to make a roster move, by the way, on Monday, which could be a wide receiver. We don't know for sure whether that is the case or not, but it's possible someone's release. We'll get to who I think it is at least possible could be later. Um, but yeah, so with Josh Gordon, Matthew, like he, he is what at best a third wide receiver now. Um, yep. with, with, with Brady, I'm sorry, with, with Edelman and also Josh Gordon, right? Um, with Antonio so Brown, we're talking, with, with Edelman and Antonio okay. Brown. Uh, excuse me. At best, he's Edelman the third. And Antonio at, Brown. Yes. See, and I would argue, in field. I would argue that at best he's the third pass catching option. I, I'm sorry. At best, he's the third wide receiver. But I think you could make a strong argument that at best he's the fourth pass catching option because I think James White ends ends the year with more receptions than Josh Gordon. Um, That's in possible. Terms of yeah. Passing down, and in terms of fantasy points, I mean, again, like we both like Sony Michelle this year. Like, they're not going right, to go right. away from the run. And so, you know, you establish the run, you set up play action. And Sony Michelle, who's looked so good in preseason and it was so crucial to their, their, you know, their Super Bowl run last year. Um, I think you could make an argument that Josh Gordon somehow becomes the fifth offensive option or, you know, or maybe the fourth, right? I think God, if you can't be quote, scary that running that team has Josh Gordon as his fourth option or fifth option, right? Um, right. But if you, if you right, count man. New England running back as just whoever's in the backfield with Tom Brady is. If that you count that as an option, right? Whether it's Michelle or James White, and we'll talk about the rankings and all that. But like, I would argue that he is, yes, that he is at best the fourth option behind so, whoever the New England reigning bucket running back is, uh, Antonio Brown and Edelman. As we are currently going through this, I'm pulling up uh, Dante Stallworth stats. Uh, so because the Patriots in 2007 had, you know, obviously gargantuan production in the passing game. In 2007, when Dante Stallworth was the third wide receiver for the Patriots, obviously it was Moss, it was Edelman, um, and then Dante Stallworth. He had 46 catches for 700 yards and three touchdowns. Um, right. You know, it's I don't want to make any apples to apples comparisons, but I'm just I'm just sort of finding historical reference of when the Patriots have had two gargantuan pass catchers. Um, you know, and, and whatever the third person looked like, we could probably find some examples and like probably. 2012, 2013, when Gronk was at his peak, along with guys like Wes Welker. Um, so I'm going to, as, as we're, as, this is what happens yep. when you do a podcast on the fly. Uh, in 2013, we, we, I guess that was a down year for Gronk. Let's go back to 2012. When I think 2012 was Gronk's best season ever, um, when he had the, oh no, I'm a, a couple years off. Anyways, we have seen years, Matthew, where the Patriots have sustained three pass catchers. That being said, like, there's a, there's a clear ceiling right now on Josh Gordon, presuming 
Again, all this sort of hinges on the idea that Antonio Brown, when he shows up, A, shows up and, and stays on the straight and narrow, and B, shows up and is integrated like you would expect a team who gives $15 million to a player to be integrated. Fair? 100% fair. 100% fair. And look, Josh McDaniels is a very creative play caller, and the Patriots have always been a team that like, okay, what do we have to work with? And they mold their team not only to who their opponent is, but who their personnel is. And so yep. you get Antonio Brown, you get a toy like Antonio Brown, you're going to use him, and you're going to figure out ways to, you know, I mean, like, I mean, like, and I mean, just imagine, like, a, imagine, like, trip sets, you know, like, on the side with Antonio Brown and Josh Gordon. I mean, like, it's unbelievable, and whether it's Edelman or another, you know, Philip Dorsett or something. Like, it. anyway, like, it's going to be fun as hell to watch. Um Unless you're one of the, one of the defensive coordinators playing against, uh, against the Patriots. I think you have to lower the expectations of Sony Michelle a little bit here. I think James White is what he is, but my take just generally is I think they run a little bit less and I think they score. I think Sony Michelle scores a few less touchdowns. I'm sure Mike Clay's Ooh, updating projections right now, but I just feel like you tell me if you're wrong. Like you, 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 you know, you used to cover the Patriots um, for ESPN Boston before you came to ESPN proper field. So this is a team you grew up in Boston, obviously. This team you know very well. Um, but for me, I just feel like Brady, again, wanted to make this work, obviously. Brady, you know, hoping for a repeat, you know, towards the end of his career. Um, uh, I could see a bunch of cheapo touchdowns to Antonio Brown. Like they're on the three-yard line, and usually it would be a handoff to Sony Michelle. But there, when you think about, like, Who's better at like sort of like getting that quick separation, that quick little slant in, you know, from three yards out than Antonio Brown, right? I mean, so yeah, probably I nobody, just, probably nobody, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I just sort of feel like I feel like just some of those. I I just feel like you could see some of those touchdowns that would have gone to Sony Michelle, those in close touchdowns. I bet you some of them go to Antonio Brown this year, a because he's a weapon, and also just because Tom wanting to, you know, feed the guy, make him happy, make him feel welcome, that sort of thing, you know, and um, yeah. I, it's hard because, um, you know, it's like, well, on the one hand, it's, you know, Sonny Michelle could benefit because they're going to be moving the ball, the football. So you would think seamlessly, yeah. right? Like effectively, it's going to be easy, um, that he might get, you know, five more easy touchdowns. At the same right. time, you're right. Let's say that he has five more opportunities. It could be that, you know, three of them go to Antonio Brown or something to that effect. So it's fair. Um, still have him locked in as a, as a running back too for me. And I agree and with that. Basically everybody everybody's got the upside, right? Every single player in the Patriots offense, right? Yeah, I think I would. I mean, I was I was very high on Sony Michelle, so I have him significantly higher on the season-long ranks than, uh, than his ADP. So I would lower him a little bit, but I would still have him, I think, higher than the ADP, and I agree with you. He's certainly, even in PPR, even without the pass catching, I think he's, I think you'd be completely fine with him as your, your number two running back. Yeah, it's fair I enough think that's on that. It. So anybody else I, that... I think that's it. Well, here's uh, Matty. I don't want to like okay. uh, I left this as sort of a cliffhanger earlier, but sure. Um, do you think like I wonder what happens to Demarius Thomas? Um, because he's on the roster today. If the Patriots cut him, he can claim what's called termination pay, which is for veterans who have been in the league for at least four seasons. Their 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 contract is guaranteed uh, if they're on the week one roster. But like, can you uh, afford to roster him as a fourth wide receiver? Probably the question mark. We'll keep an eye on that. I, for whatever it is worth. So you and I are in a, in the War Room League, 16 teams. And my very last pick, uh, in the 16 team was Demarius Thomas. Like, hey, had a good preseason, yep. you know, had that last game in the preseason. Why not? You never know. Josh Gordon, you know, hey, uh, they need a big body, right? No Gronk, blah, blah, blah. Kill Harry out for a while. Um, 
I just dropped him. Like in our 16-team league, I just dropped Demarius Thomas right. after I saw the Antonio Brown news. Because I agree with you. I think whether he's on the Patriots or not, I think his fantasy value is, you know, next to nothing. Um, and so, you know, dropped him and picked up Ty Johnson, the running back in Detroit, who uh, I know they like a sure. lot there. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so anyway, you and I agree whether the Patriots drop him or not, we both agree that in redraft leagues, Demarius Thomas probably uh, likely should be dropped from your fantasy team in the light of this news. One last one last thing here, Matthew, is yes, I know sir. it probably sounds ridiculous to ask this because we, we stated what we think the upside is for Antonio Brown, but um, do you think there's, like, what would you say the fail chances are here? Because that's been, it's funny how, like, this it's just probably just Twitter in a nutshell is that, like, you know, something happens and a bunch of people have one opinion and then a bunch of other people reject that opinion and go the opposite side of it. You know what I mean? Um and one of the narratives that's developed is that, like, oh, yeah, like, you know, it seems so perfect on the surface. But watch this not work out at all. Am I am I crazy for thinking that, like, the fail – so the fail chances, if Antonio Brown – okay, the fail chances to me are simply rooted in this. If Antonio Brown just, just continues to act like an absolute moron. But if he stays on the, uh, like, on the straight and narrow, like, I, don't, I think the fail chances are ridiculously high, don't you? I mean, I'm ridiculous. I would, agree, I would agree with that. Listen, I mean, he just, he has to know, like, yeah, you're not recording Belichick and making a YouTube video of that. You know what I mean? Like, right, right, you're right. just not, yep. you're just not doing that. So, I mean, like, it, as long as he's like not Facebook living, you know, or Instagram videoing a Patriots team meeting, like he once famously did with the Steelers where he, he put a, a Steelers team meeting on, uh, on Facebook live, like, as long as he's not doing stuff like that. Yeah. No, listen. Based on what we know of Antonio Brown's personality, what we've seen in, in you know, in blips in, in Pittsburgh and certainly, you know, in the last month and a half here in Oakland, there's a, there's a chance of that. But I would say it's like 80 20 again. I think because of he, re, he realizes what an opportunity he has here. He realizes the thin ice that he's on here. And I think, you know, I'm sure he thinks this, or if he hasn't thinks this, I'm sure Drew Rosenhaus and the other people around him have told him this, like, listen, you're super talented, but if you can't make it work in New England, you know what I mean? Like, if you can't make it work in Oakland for $30 million guaranteed, and then you can't make it work in New England with the greatest coach and quarterback of all time, like, I don't know what to tell you. You know what I mean? And so um, you're looking at, like, you know, on a very incentive-laden deal and, you know, probably a team you don't want to go to. And so, <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, so, yeah, I agree with you. I think he has to realize – this is sort of a uh, last chance, you know. By the way, yeah, we, we, I think forgot, people, we forgot the. I was just sorry, Phil. I was just going to say we also forgot the day he spent in Buffalo. Right. So he's been on four teams this off season, Matthew. That's pretty <laughs> incredible, right? Yeah, like, it really is. Like he's and, like a, and, he's and, like a and, young and, Carlos and, Hyde. <laughs> that's right. I was going to say he's only one last thing, Carlos Hyde. In fairness, he does not. He never dropped a pass with the Bills or the Raiders. Like, that's Fair. incredible consistency. So we know that much. You can be reliable on the field. Uh, what a day it was, Matthew. Like, it, what a day it really was. Like, the NFL season has not yet – well, I guess it's begun, but has not really fully begun. And we've already had the wildest Saturday I could have imagined. I mean, just think about this off-season field. Uh, this off – off the off-season, right? I mean, like, Andrew Luck retiring. You know, the, this whole Antonio Brown saga. I mean, like, there have been more crazy storylines in this off-season then I can, then I can even imagine like this season's going to be awesome. Can't wait for yeah. the season. I have, I have 20 people waiting for me to do a draft. I know you have people waiting for you Go as do well. It. I will, 
I will see you tomorrow morning for the season debut of Fantasy Football Now, my friend. 10 a.m. Eastern time. We begin on ESPN News and move over to ESPN 2 at 11 a.m. We cannot wait. Thanks for making time for us, everybody. And if you have Antonio Brown, you're smiling wide right now. We'll talk to you guys on Monday. Peace out. Geico gets you access to licensed agents 24-7, which means that Geico is always there for you. If only everyone was always there for you, like your wife when you forget your keys at work. Hey, hon, you get my texts? I am looking for the spare house key. Hmm, maybe I can get through the window. Ah, <laughs> turns out the alarm works. <laughs> wow, <laughs> it, it works fast. <laughs> you, you, you should probably call me back. Geico, always there for you, with savings and 24-7 access to licensed agents.